Yo, welcome to the Game Time Podcast, episode 16. If you couldn't tell by that short little intro tune, we're going to be talking a little Donkey Kong Country today. If this is your first time stopping by, thank you so much. I'll give you a quick little rundown of what goes on around here. Basically, I'm just playing through games that I want to play, never got to play, or never got to beat, and then talking about them with friends and or strangers. Today, we have a former stranger turned friend, my buddy Dylan. If you've been around for a while, you might remember him from our Earthbound episode. I think that was episode 10. I'll have to check back. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure episode 10. I actually put the poll up on Spotify to give you, the listener, the option of choosing the next game in Donkey Kong Country. One with 100% of the vote. Only two people voted, but... I guess I got to start somewhere. Little Nemo got 0% of the vote, but spoiler alert, I think that's going to be the next one after this. I'm going to be trying to do more polls this year, trying to get a little bit more listener engagement, but I literally do not know what I'm doing, and I'm just figuring shit out as I go, so I guess we're going to have to see about that. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary since this whole thing launched. Still kicking around some ideas for what I'm going to do for it. Possibly a 22-hour stream, but it's kind of weird timing. It falls on a Wednesday, and I just really don't know how I'm going to make that work. Uh, if you didn't know... Game time launched on 2-22-2022 at 2.22 a.m. Goddamn, say that ten times fast. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know what compulsion made me decide to do it that way, but that's how it went down, and I guess the rest is history. I'm talking into this mic on 128.23, so that means we're, I don't know, I can't math, but somewhere around three weeks, three weeks away from the anniversary. I don't know, I'll figure something out, but... Lastly, I've made it a point this year to stream everything I'm doing episodes on over on Twitch, so feel free to come hang out. I'm over there somewhere between four and sometimes seven days a week. Twitch.tv slash GameTimePodcast. I think I've covered all the bases here. I'm going to get that music queued up here in just a second. Donkey Kong Country has one of the best OSTs I've ever heard, especially considering the little sound chip used to make it work. Put that on top of what's considered to be one of the best platformers of its era. Absolutely incredible. I think that's all I got. Enjoy the podcast. Are you ready to get this thing started? Yes, yes, I'm ready when you are. Awesome. All right, man. Well, uh, Dylan, welcome back to the Game Time Podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, how you been? Uh, good, good. Yeah, it's been it's been about six months since the uh, Earthbound podcast, but um, more or less much of the same, doing real good. Awesome, man. Yeah, Earthbound was, I don't remember when that was. I think it was in the summer. It's definitely been a hot minute. Yeah. Uh, still one of, that's still one of my favorite episodes. Oh, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It, it's nice to just kind of ramble about a game for long periods of time and with earthbound that's really easy and uh today is more of the same we're gonna be doing a little uh donkey kong country today (laughs) very different from earthbound very different but but we're gonna be rambling we're gonna be rambling for a little bit i'm i'm super excited to do this man i've uh i've been wanting to do this game for a hot minute 
so I was I was really stoked when uh when I asked you and you were able to do it and we were able to play it. Yeah, this uh this series is one of my favorites. Um grew up with it as a kid. Honestly, going back and playing it through, it was a lot <laughs> for me, it was a lot easier than I remember um when I was a kid. Um but I know if it's your first time playing like for you, uh there can be some ups and downs. <laughs> That's really funny you say it's easier than you thought <laughs> or easier than you remember because I find it incredibly difficult i've played through it a, a handful of times at this point i even played through it this morning real quick and uh but yeah it's uh it's a it's a tough game it's a tough game you said you uh you grew up playing it what what's the story on that well, fill us in fill us in so okay so um you know i was like five or six years old and my sibling uh they got a playstation one and at that point, they're like, okay, I don't need the Super Nintendo. Like, I, I can play Crash Bandicoot and Resident Evil. Like, so I, I remember then the Super Nintendo actually got moved into my room and just a bunch of games. Um, you know, you, mm. Kirby, Superstar Ultra, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, um, Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2. And uh, I mean, I, I, was, I was about, I remember being in kindergarten just playing all these games. And uh, something that just really caught my eye about the uh, Donkey Kong Country series was just how it looked so different. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I turned it on. It was even from the intro scene, like I, it was just mind blowing that like a video game could look like this. And uh, I loved it because it, it actually to me at, as a kid kind of looked like a PS1 game. You know, my uh, my sibling was playing all that stuff. And I was like, well, this stuff still looks pretty good. Uh, I don't really know the term for it. I know it's uh, uh what's that? What's the name? There's render, three D rendered. Uh... Yeah, so it was three D rendered, where they they made three D models, but then they took um almost like screenshots of different angles, and then kind of comp compiled them together to kind of give it that uh pseudo three D look to it. Gotcha. Um, and you know, for its time, so this game came out in night um. It came out November 21st, 1994, which was four years to the date um, from when the game uh, from when the Super Nintendo was released. Oh, shit. So this is like really late in the Super Nintendo cycle. Yeah, which uh, I didn't actually realize that until later. Like I thought this was like one of the more flagship titles, but I'd assume that developers would need time working with the Super Nintendo to really get something this graphically intensive down. Um, and yeah, yeah, and then the second one came out a year later in 95 and the third one came out a year later in 96, um, right as the super or not super Nintendo, Nintendo 64 was coming out. So, um, yeah, it's in the later half of the super Nintendo life uh, span, which is crazy. Cause when you think of the super Nintendo, like this is one of the games you think of, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I've said it like many times on here before. I did not grow up around a Super Nintendo whatsoever. I think like a neighborhood kid had one and we would play like the only game I can remember ever really playing on it would be the TMNT game. Uh, Turtles, Turtles in Time. In time. Yeah, 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 Turtles in Time. I was making sure I didn't fuck that up. <laughs> that's the only game I remember ever playing on a Super Nintendo. Wow, that, that's um, funny. So, so Donkey Kong Country up until probably about a year ago, uh, I've never, never touched. Like we are, we did a Super Mario World episode on here mm -hmm. uh, towards the beginning, and that's a game that I played, uh, you know, a little bit growing up. I didn't play it 
you know, a whole lot. I sure as hell didn't beat it. But Donkey Kong Country is one that I I never saw it until like just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and it has defeated me multiple times. We uh, multiple people have uh, have been in the mix of of trying to get this episode uh, episode out uh-huh. last year. We were looking at doing it for like episode five, episode six, and I, dude, I would play for days and I would get stuck and I could not beat this game. And then uh, just just like a month ago, maybe a little bit less than a month ago, I was like, fuck it, it's 2023. We're going to knock this game out. We're coming up off Mega Man. Mega Man just happened and that's a game I really wanted to do. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to knock off those ones that are like really bothering me that i haven't been able to beat so yeah being able to do it finally i am i am stoked man super stoked yeah i mean this game especially for someone who's playing this for the first time or you know like getting through it the first time it it, there's parts in the game that are really off-putting and you you just want to stop um Mm. i mean as a kid i just i mean again you know, if you're in kindergartner and you're shooting yourself off a cliff from a barrel multiple times, like I remember getting so frustrated and crying and throwing shit. Uh, It's one of those games that'll do it. And something about this game's difficulty is a lot different from something like Super Mario World, you know, where Mm -hmm. I I can, I can die in that game and and still feel like I'm having a good time. But like the more realistic look of this game, it, it brings out like a more realistic emotion. Uh, I think I think this game, as far as like you know, everywhere from the graphics to the music, like it's a very much more like real game as opposed to something like Super Mario, if that makes sense. It, it has like a forgiving feel to it in a way. I mean, enemies are basically like insta kill, mm-hmm. but but the way it platforms is different than really anything I've ever played. It's it's tight but loose. Like you have wiggle room. They, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They just like they get it so perfect in this game. Yeah, and, and I really like the design that um, you know, so Donkey Kong, you know, this is his first standalone game, you know. Prior to this, you had the arcade game, but mm-hmm. and and that's actually kind of referenced in the intro scene when you see Cranky Kong on like the red girders. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's really neat. But they they really had to like build this world, and in that they were like, well, Nintendo really likes those two player games where you can have someone on the couch. So they made a a bunch of the Kongs, and then your player two, your Luigi is uh, Diddy Kong, who's smaller and faster, and then you got Donkey Kong, who's stronger and slower, and uh, that makes the platforming. I mean, you can do all of the platforming with both, but they both have their strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and I think that just makes for the platforming um, from a single player level when you can just switch back and forth uh, a lot more interesting than just like, oh, I have Mario and here's a new power up, you know? You know, personally, I play this just straight up with Diddy Kong. Uh, and, you know, Donkey Kong is kind of like, <laughs> he's like, oh, great. Like your, he's your second health bar, really. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, the same way too. It's more fun than yeah. to just like go fast and, and oh, he's so fast. He's so fast. It's crazy. His, his like, cartwheel feels cartwheel. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just it feels it feels better. But it, and it's so funny because like it's it's called Donkey Kong Country. But um, a lot of people who I um have talked to about this game, it's just like, oh yeah, dude, Diddy Kong rocks. Like mm-hmm. that's who I want to be. Like I'm looking at my uh, level completion. Whenever you complete a level in this game, the stage icon turns into the head of the Kong that you beat it with. Uh, m- like 95% of it's all Diddy on my end. Huh. 
I didn't even realize it did that. That's yeah. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and I love the overworld too. Like when, um, you know, there's six worlds in the game and, uh, it's on like Donkey Kong Island and it's just a, a little Island with a giant, like ape looking mountain. Uh, I just think it looks really neat. Um, oh, definitely back to- in all different environments too. Yeah. That's, that's like a really crazy part to me is how different each world, uh, it, it feels different. It's not just a matter of like, it looks different. It feels different. The music changes drastically, oh, yeah. like the lighting effects. So cool. It's, um, it's so funny. Cause like now when I look at this game and look at the graphics, comparing it to, you know, it, it's 2023, uh, it looks really crusty. But like I love like the crustiness to it, like the pixelation on everything. It's just it's just really endearing. But uh, definitely being the first one in the series, it's going to look um, the worst of the three games. But it still looks beautiful and it runs really smooth too. Like I never even ran into any kind of slowdown um, that I can find when I'm playing a lot of other uh, Super Nintendo games. It just kind of chugs along. But this game, with even with as much as going on in the backgrounds too. Um, everything mm-hmm. runs at a really, really nice frame rate. Yeah, I didn't run into any frame rate issues. Yeah. I mean, maybe just like maybe a little when you would be going really fast, but it's very slight. Nothing like nothing like, uh, you know, like like, a well, I just got done playing Mega Man. So nothing like Mega Man. Right. Mega Man. Yeah. Oh, it can God, chug along. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, that that thing can chug. But I uh, <laughs> yeah, none of that here is a, it a nice, nice little uh, refreshing uh refreshing game coming off Mega Man that's for sure yeah and um you know I watched you stream a lot of it and like I could see you getting frustrated but at the same time like it's still an enjoyable platformer uh it's got a lot of neat little thing you know it's got little bonus stages um but it doesn't Mm. it doesn't ask you to really look for secrets too hard um you don't really get a lot from doing secrets like you'll get more bananas or extra lives uh, right. so your incentive for doing secrets in this game is really just, okay, I'm dying a lot. I need more lives. Um, mm-hmm. but a little fun fact. So, um, whenever you 100% a level, um, the name of the level will have a exclamation mark next to it. Mm, okay. So I did, I did look into that. Uh, I, I think I just read it somewhere, uh, that that was the case, but I never, I would never would have noticed that. Yeah. You know, like I just said, I didn't even notice the heads on the, uh, you know, after you beat the level, the heads of the Kong. You beat yeah. The yeah. Um, which I mean, hundred percent in this game is pretty rough. Like, Oh, I'm sure. Um, the other, the Donkey Kong country two and three, they adopt actual bonus barrels. Um, that indicate secrets as opposed to just like, uh, here's a wall, hope you have a barrel and hopefully the wall breaks open. Right. But you know, again, I, I'm, I'm judging it based off like the first in the series, you know, and, uh, I w I would never want anybody the hundred percent this. You don't get any cool reward at the end of the game. Um, no screenshot, no like palette swap change, kind of like how like super Mario world does that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's just a nice smooth ride. You know, it, the map is like small. So, Mm -hmm. and it, when you're moving from level to level, it's nice and quick. It's just, it just goes together so smoothly. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, this is, uh, this was my first time playing it. I've, 
tried several times and been defeated because like you said it is it gets frustrating and you know you were uh i streamed 100 percent of this multiple times um not not 100 completion but, but every time yeah. i played it i streamed it yeah yeah fuck 100 completing it no way well <laughs> maybe if they gave you something cool but i i streamed all of it and I did get mad frustrated, especially on that first playthrough. Uh, basically, I, I spent five days, a couple hours each day playing through it at a very slow pace, and I've beat it uh, twice on stream now, um, just in one sitting. Uh -huh. I did it earlier this morning, and it definitely gets easier. It's it's trial and error, but God, dude, it gets just some of those levels get so frustrating. It drives me insane. Oh, a big reason I like this uh, specific podcast is because, you know, this is a game I've played countless times throughout my life. And since it's your first try, like I'm just interested to hear how you feel about like the, the design of the game and the difficulty. Yeah. So it is difficult. Um, designed graphically, musically, the, the whole concept, I think, is absolutely incredible, especially when you consider that Donkey Kong did not have this world built prior to this game. And I, Donkey Kong is my favorite arcade game of all time. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really close to Miss Pac-Man. I really like that game. Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Dr. Mario, all those are top, you know, top tier arcade games to me. But if I'm in an arcade... And I have, you know, just enough quarters uh, and there's, you know, all these machines. But the, if they have a Donkey Kong machine, that's what I'm playing yeah. with my last quarter. Uh, I love it. But just the fact that they built all this, all this character development coming from essentially nothing is crazy. And like, I'm a big, I'm a big Diddy Kong fan, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, the two characters I play in Smash are the two podcasts you've been on. Uh, that doesn't make any sense, but you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ness and Diddy, and uh, it's funny. Damn. I play Ness and Diddy, and you've come on for both of those uh, podcasts, yeah. Earthbound and Donkey Kong Country. But it really, I don't know, man. Diddy's Diddy's so cool, and seeing where Diddy comes from too is is huge for me because I, probably just just a few years ago, I really think I thought Diddy Kong came from Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, I don't think I ever questioned it, and. Well, you know, um, it's at some point I realized that it came, he came from uh, Donkey Kong Country, but just seeing his roots and everything, and the way he moves in Donkey Kong Country is so spot on to how they put how they made him in Smash. Yeah, it's so cool. Like the little the little kneel he does, like when you when you hold down in Donkey Kong Country, is the exact same as when he does in Smash. So it became like just a really good transition there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and it's you know it's not just uh, he's not the only Kong introduced. They uh, the other Kongs I think they have uh, there's Candy Kong who's just like your save state girl, you know, just for the uh, oh yeah, just for the guys to simp over, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, Funky Kong um, has to be the coolest character in Nintendo history. I love Funky Kong. Always have, always will. Uh, he's kind of like your fast travel if you just want to go back to other worlds and stuff. Uh, also, oh, I yeah. think he has the best music in the game. Uh, oh, hot take there, but yeah, it is good. Yeah, good. and then um, <laughs> and then Cranky Kong, which um, I I'm pretty sure it's not confirmed by Nintendo, but I think the whole theory is that he's like the Donkey Kong from the arcade machine. Mm -hmm. um, and he just tells you like little hints and tips and old man ramblings at points in the game. Uh, and, and it's just... I, I don't know, just for them to add, like you said, like do all, all this world building. Um, 
and even like they have a plot for the game too which i mean obviously they're gonna have a plot but you know right you uh you get a lot of the stuff from the manuals but at least in this game uh when you start the game you can like you get launched out of your house uh you go into a cave and you just see that your bananas were stolen and right. i guess it's time to go collect bananas um, pretty sure in the manual it says something about uh, King K. Rule and the Kremlins. You know, it's just a bunch of irate crocodiles that just want to steal your bananas. Um, but I, I, for a game about monkeys and bananas, like it's just a cool little story. Really, uh, yeah. you don't need anything complicated. You don't need any kind of cutscene or any kind of story development, really, until the end of the game. Yeah, the the story and plot are basically there just to explain like the enemies and the the bananas yeah. that you're col- collecting the whole time. Yeah, like the story. Nobody's playing this. Yeah, for the story. Yeah. They're they're playing this for <laughs> for the platform. Now the Donkey you're Kong lore is pretty extensive. If you really want to get into it, <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was good, and um, oh. I love the characters in this game. Even like the boss designs, um, they do reuse a few of them throughout the games. And like, mm-hmm. really, they're just like enlarged version of other enemies. But they were they were pretty cool. But uh, King K. Rule himself is like, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was the first like final boss I ever fought in a video game. And uh, his design is just so cool. And I mean, I'm I main him in Smash Bros. So uh, I just I have a lot of fondness for the series as a whole. And uh, it was just really nice going back and playing through it again. Um, but that's not to say that there's not, I mean, there's a lot of things about this game that just really turned me off. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely has a couple things. The one that really gets me, you know, I'm going to try to talk about the bad and then, and then maybe talk about the good after something like that. Try to get the bad out of the way, but uh, there's not a lot of it. There's not a lot. No, no, we're, we're just going to, we're just going to skip kind of skim over it real quick but the, the one thing that drives me crazy uh, probably more than anything in this game is not being able to see like a projectile or an enemy like that you're 100% going to hit and it's going to kill you just just because of the camera angle like and it's not a fault of the game it just it just drives me fucking nuts yeah i mean <laughs> your first time if it's your first time playing and seeing a level you're going to die just because you didn't know it was there yeah um because obviously, like, you don't want to just inch your way through all the levels. Like, you want to consistently be going forward. And a lot of the level design, like, allows for that with kind of long stretches of walking and running and enemies that you can, like, chain your little dash attack through. But it's just sometimes where you're like, okay, cool, there was a, a vulture shooting coconuts at me. I'm glad I knew that was coming. Or, yeah. or later in the game, you see the same bird, and then he like moves up a little bit after he shoots one, and you're like, okay, cool, that's that's nice to know. So there is definitely a lot of trial and error uh, in the game. Yeah, it's it's just weird because it it works so well off of momentum, like the platforming does when they throw like a little curveball at you. It's like, goddamn, like okay, I get it, you know, because you're like. You know, you hold down the uh, the Y button and then you press B to jump, which also is is a is a gripe of mine. But now that I've played it, I understand why they did that. They changed the but the the jump button from uh from A to B. Yeah, and that that's that's pretty weird to me. But I get it now. Now that I've been playing it. Yes, a lot of Super Nintendo games kind of did that. Um, with that kind of oh, maybe. Scheme. Yeah, that's probably why it's so weird to me. Is because I haven't played that much Super Nintendo. 
but yeah, with this game, like uh, with the controls, I'm always holding down the run button. I just feel like when I move too slow, I can't like clear a lot of jumps or um, I don't know when you're holding down the run button, you definitely have more control, but there's more risk of like, Oh, I'm going so fast. I don't know what's in front of me. So um, I, I do want to talk about the levels. Um, so all the levels in this game look really good and there's not a single level that I play in this game. I mean, some of them are difficult and I am like, Oh shit, I know it's this one. But all of them just look so good, and I mean, this is pretty typical game design, but your your first level is just like a basic like little jungle area, you got some jumps, whatever, and then a few levels later, you kind of revisit the same layout, but then it gets more difficult and it adds more things. Um, I mean, there's level archetypes that you're going to see in almost every world, so you'll see a lot of like the cave levels. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, maybe in the next world they add, um, like, the invincible red bees that you can't kill, or they'll add the jumping tires um, that you use for platforming. Uh, and it's just nice to, like, revisit uh, a level in a, in, a, like, in a future world, but then it's more difficult. Um, it's not mm -hmm. just a bunch of, like, different stuff that you have no clue what's going on. Um, and... Uh, it just does it so well. So like in the first world, you know, you'll have, you'll come into your first water level and it's pretty easy, but it kind of eases you into like, okay, the water movement, it's a little bit different. I have to learn how to mm -hmm. control it. And then five uh, worlds down the line with like toxic pond, you have infinite amounts of piranhas uh, coming at you and spike barrels. And I, I just think that they handle each iteration of the next like difficulty of the same level very very well oh yeah 100 percent. they yeah they definitely do they the uh the, i guess you'd call it difficulty progression yeah like yeah it, it starts off pretty easy um i mean it it just gets ridiculously hard the further you go and then weirdly enough it gets easy again yeah uh, at, le at least to me they, it something gets fucked up in there <laughs> i don't know what it is it gets really easy and then it gets really hard again i think uh, i think one of the most infamous levels in this whole game is like the minecart you know uh mm -hmm. the minecart level the first one is like really early into the second world and uh it's hard like yeah. it like even as much as i played this game like i'll still die multiple times on it and then you have one like in the last or the second to last world and it just feels like like it's a million times easier. Like you could have swapped the two yeah. and then, then yeah. you would have had like a better sense of difficulty progression. But at the same time, you know, some of the later levels are pretty frustrating. So having one that you can kind of steamroll through makes you feel better. Yeah. It gives you yeah. a little bit more sense of progression. Um, I think for the most part, the difficulty pro progression is really good. Um, mm -hmm. Like I think uh, since toxic pond is the last water level, I think that feels like it's the last one definitely um, definitely that's a hard level oh yeah no so i there there's three levels in this game that always like are the ones i have to worry about uh there's vulture Ooh, culture hear um it's the start of the third world and it's kind of introduces you to these barrels that you have to like time to get shot through uh, and it has a tricky kind of like auto scroller section where you're stationary on a rope and can move up and down. And then a bunch of like vultures are coming at you and you have tight windows. 
that's always a stop. Um, the first level in the snow world, I think, is the <laughs> hardest level in the game. I, it's I, it's definitely where you return the game to Blockbuster, and you're like, oh, yeah. and you're like, fuck it, let me get something else. <laughs> Um, and then um, I think I think Toxic Pond is is pretty difficult as well too, just because the nature of the swimming controls. I mean, they're all right, but there's definitely like a floatiness to it. And uh, yeah, so but those three levels, I always I always hate getting to. Um, I think when I played this game um, last week, I died on that um, first snow level like twelve times. Bro, who are you telling? No, I, I know. know. I was that's, there. I was there every me. way, step of the way for you. <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> that is, dude. That snow level is the most fucked up level in this game, and I've played it so many times at this point. I was stuck on that level for over an hour, and <laughs> I could not beat it. It's like I don't know if you know if you're listening to this and you've never played Donkey Kong Country. It's I don't even know how to explain it. There's barrels that like spin in circles and you got to time them to like shoot it, shoot yourself into another barrel that's also spinning. And like some barrels are auto shot and some aren't. And there's wasp and it's fucking snowing. And the further you get in the level, like the worse the snow gets. That's so cool. By the end of it, you just can't see. You can't see anything like I don't know. I have bad vision already. Yeah. So it's like when I get in and when when I get in a situation like that, I'm just like, God, I can't like I can't see anything. But I eventually conquered it. But oh, my God, dude, that that level just about made this podcast not happen. Like (laughs) Uh, straight up, I almost gave up. And even though it's super frustrating, like that whole the dynamic change of the graphics with the snow not snowing at the start of the level to like a blizzard at the end, that mm-hmm. that's so I love that because the level obviously gets harder the longer you get through it, and the background is reflecting that as well too. Um, and there's only two levels that use that kind of level layout, um, and each level layout uses the same music. Um, and it's also just kind of like a cold, quiet, stressful song as well, too. Um, like the amb- it's like really snowy ambience and uh, like it's a love hate relationship because I think it's like beautiful and I love listening to the the music, but it's extremely frustrating. There's like a weird juxtaposition of the the level, the graphics, and then the extremely hard gameplay to it. They definitely nail the the atmosphere. Especially in that level, I mean, the whole game really. They oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like the and, water levels. Um, oh, they're so good. That 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 track also might be. I mean, this game is full of amazing songs. Like every single one hits. And mm-hmm. um, you know, David Wise, uh, he has worked on a lot of rare game soundtracks, uh, and he's just he's just a monster at what he does. And then when we progress into like Donkey Kong Country two and three the music just gets better and better. Oh, that's awesome. The same, uh, same composer and everything. David wise. Yeah. He, and then, um, I don't know if you've heard the name Grant Kirkhope. Um, he's, he's done a lot of stuff with like conquers bad fur day and banjo kazooie. Uh, and he, okay. So, um, Grant and David, um, they do a lot of music for rare games and, uh, they still continue to, um, the last Donkey Kong game. I mean, it's been a while, but like Tropical Freeze, um, that's also David Wise. Um, oh, wow. So, and it's nice because you, when you have different ga- um, the same series of games, but then they mix up on the composers, like you can kind of like notice it. 
Um, yeah. But with this series, you'll you'll come to be like, oh yeah, I, I know who's doing this. Hell yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know I didn't know he was still doing uh, like the new games. You know, uh, did, you know, well, I'm assuming he did Donkey Kong Country Returns yeah. as well as Tropical Freeze. Yeah, yep. Well, just out of curiosity, have you played those? So just real quick, we'll touch on it. Not from start to finish. Um, a long time ago in high school, there's a girlfriend I had that um, needed me to get past a few levels in Donkey Kong Country Returns. And um, I played a little bit of Tropical Freeze, but um, it was on the Wii U at first. Mm. And like, I mean, say no more. The Wii U was just my <laughs> Smash 4 machine. I never really bought yeah. anything else. And, um, you know, I don't like it when Nintendo uh, sells a Switch game that was a Wii or Wii U game and then charge me 60 bucks for it. So yeah. I was uh, so I haven't, but um, thankfully, if you have the Nintendo Switch Online subscription, uh, you can play Donkey Kong Country one, two, and three. And um, I mean, I think that's the only ones you need to play. Um, we'll, we might have to talk about Donkey Kong sixty four another time, but um, <laughs> I, I think that game is a giant mess and is pretty bad. Yeah. Th- that seems to be like kind of the general consensus about Donkey Kong 64, which sucks because I think it looks really cool. That's also a game I know nothing about. Well, it, it's um, one of those things, too, when you grow up, like you get different perspectives on games. Like, honestly, as a kid, even though I played this a lot, this was one of my least favorite games to play because it was so difficult. But a, mm-hmm. as I grew up, I kind of could, you know, appreciate things like the music and the level design. And uh, it just made me really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I can't say the same about Donkey Kong 64. Um, when I was living with Josh a while back ago, I tried replaying that game and I said, you know what? I think I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day I need to try it just to see, see what all the hype's about or, or the, the non-hype, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, the speed run's cool. Uh, in fact, okay. the speed run for all these games is actually really interesting to watch. I mean, there's a lot of like glitches and stuff in Super Nintendo games, um, you know, for mm-hmm. speed runs. And th- this is no exception. Uh, unfortunately, on the version we're playing is actually the 1.2 uh and we can't perform a lot of them so oh yeah for the yeah for donkey kong country one on on uh nso yeah yeah they use uh gotcha. 1.2 i think is what it is and then the 1.0 version uh is the one you can do stuff um gotcha quick little story uh so when i was living with josh we went to a place it's called mckay's you know you know mckay's I'm oh yeah sure. i know about uh it. and i got I've been there uh i got this cartridge uh, for Donkey Kong Country, and um, I had like a Retron, so like a little emulator that I could put cartridges in. But uh, mm-hmm. Josh actually had a an, an actual Super Nintendo, and I put it in his. And when I turned it on, I got a blue screen that said, "Warning: You're playing an illegal version of this game." Oh, and no. then it basically told me pirating games is bad. And uh, it was like an official like Nintendo statement. And I had never seen uh-huh. that before. And it, it kind of freaked me out. Like, So was the cart fake? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a reproduction cartridge. Um, oh, that's Which is fine because I can play it on um, my Retron. But um, mm-hmm. what's strange is my wife, she has an original Super Nintendo. And it works on that one as well, too. So... I don't I don't know. There has to be different versions of Super Nintendos that can catch that stuff or or what. But uh, I just remember that when I was playing it a long time ago at Josh's like, 
oh my god, Nintendo's oh. about, I'm about to get doxxed by Nintendo and they're going to come to my door and <laughs> yeah, they're coming to they're coming to bang down the door, take my bananas. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be terrible. I do know around the SNES era and the N64 era, that's when they actually were able to implement uh, anti piracy software um into their systems but i don't know how early that is if like some you know if if early super nintendos uh do have that and later ones don't i'm not sure but i know fake cards were a big problem you know around the super nintendo era well you know what if fake cartridges are cheaper um i'm definitely gonna buy a reproduction uh that's actually what <laughs> i did for chrono trigger because uh, i really wanted nice. to play that um this game you know and this game if you were to buy an original copy of just a cartridge it's still like 40 bucks oh damn um wait i didn't even know that yeah and, and that's a little frustrating because like this game sold millions of copies so mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me to like justify a price of like 40 dollars when there is a surplus of them right but that that's a that's a whole nother topic that i can rant on about <laughs> um so do you have um do you have a favorite level or a favorite music track in this game oh boy i got a few of those um all right we'll go uh we'll go we'll go favorite music first um there okay well the first thing i'll say uh you know over the years i've always heard you know like Oh man, you know, you haven't played Donkey Kong Country. The soundtrack's so good. That's what I hear every time. And it is. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's not. It is very, very good. But I will say, until probably just a couple days ago, after like a lot of exposure to this game, I didn't really understand why people thought it was so good. And then all of a sudden it just clicked and I was like, damn, this is like really good. I started really listening to it. Yeah. Soundtracks absolutely amazing i get why people like this game so much and i get why they like the soundtrack so much um as far as my favorite i think i have to go this is a, this is a weird take but i think i have to just go with the title music oh I yeah really really, oh, yeah. I really like that song just like the menu music before you load anything up and there's some other good ones uh the the aquatic obviously it's oh, yeah, a that's a video game classic yeah absolutely and then uh the the one that surprised me was the K rule uh, music. Oh yeah! Like as you fight him, it you know the drums come in, and then you know, and then it turns into this totally different thing where it's like I don't even know what instrument it is. Sounds almost like a banjo or something. But uh, but yeah, those are those are probably my top three uh, favorite musics. They're, but I mean, really, all of it's good. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, there's there not really, a bad song in this game. Yeah, if you just sit there and listen to it and like kind of like piece piece out what you're actually hearing like while you're listening it's like this is like really complex for a super nintendo game like there's like in some of these songs there's like 10 different instruments working with each other you know it's it's crazy for the super nintendo that's pretty impressive too because you're working with so many limited tracks and um Mm -hmm. i mean we're both huge smash brothers fans it's so funny to me because you've heard these songs before but like remixed much better quality versions like um like the k rule theme in smash bros i'm i'm gonna say i think it's like a top five song in the world like (laughs) it's just it's so good and then to like kind of go back and then hear where it came from uh it just kind of puts it into perspective Uh, exactly 
So, you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, people were hyping up the music and, you know, you're like, well, yeah, it's good. But I think once you like are also playing the level as well, too, and like you look at the background and there's music to go with it, uh, it just kind of makes it better. You can really appreciate it more as well. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I get it now. And I I don't, you know, even just like listening to it here and there over the past few years, because I listen to video game music all the time, and this is when I would turn on. You know, I always knew it was good, but now that I've played the game, I'm like, okay, I I get it. I get it now. Um, What about yourself, though? What's your favorite song? You already mentioned the K. Rule. Uh, Yeah, uh, Gangplank Galleon's really great, uh, but I think the Funky's Flight song is the best track in the game, uh, because it's it's so different, because everything Mm -hmm. else is like the ambience of the level, like jungle sounds or the underwater theme. And this is like a like a fighting game, like character select screen bop. Like I just, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it, it definitely, you get that nineties feel. And I mean, funky Kong, he has a boom box. He has a surfboard and sunglasses. Like he's just cool. And the music like reflects that as well too. Um, but another song that I really, really like, um, I actually don't know the name of it, but it's the levels that are like the factory yes the crimco yeah uh, the crimco lab song yeah um, yeah i forgot about that that's one. really cool because again like i mean if you're if you're really into music theory like it kind of starts off real slow and you hear like quiet like rumblings in the background and then it like has this intensity to it and um i kind of really like that shift in the level design too because you know the first four worlds are like nature you have jungle, forest, you know, ruins and snow level. And then you get into like a factory. And when you are actually on the like level select of the world, you know, you have like um, you have a factory in the background with like smoke coming out and like the mountains look kind of grody and the water looks a little gross. Um, and I just think that's I, I just think that's a neat like it's obviously not natural as opposed right. to the rest of the game. And, you know, that probably has some, there's probably Donkey Kong lore about, you know, the Kremlins <laughs> like setting up factories or whatever. I don't know, but it looks cool. It's not just, Oh, now it's a different forest or, you know, a different mountain. Um, that was kind of one of my, um, I, I always, I'm always comparing this game to super Mario world, but a lot of that game kind of feels the same to me. I mean, there is the hidden mm-hmm. forest and like that one cave world but everything else is just like you know the same color scheme and everything and i don't know the art in these worlds just looks so different from one another that's kind of what i'm saying like the atmosphere is so good in donkey kong country compared to like a mario because mario is kind of like the same shit but in donkey kong country it's like you have forest you know you have uh you know the snow world you have ruins you have the factory you have the underwater levels you have the poisonous underwater levels <laughs> like there's a lot of there's a lot of different uh you know areas that they really just they totally have like a it's it's like a total graphic overhaul for mm-hmm. the time yeah. to to do all this I, I don't know it blows my mind you said what this is 1994 yeah so, f- so four years apart from the launch of the Super Nintendo and they they really they really took advantage of everything to really you know maximize the potential of the Super Nintendo and you can see that um i mean not to like talk crap on like Mega Man series, but that's kind of like where you have a boss selection, you see the robot master, and then you get into the world. 
Um, mm-hmm. But this just, I don't know, this just feels like uh, like its own world and you know where everything is because you have the main overworld you get to after you finish each world. Like you see Donkey Kong Island and I don't, I don't know, it's just, it's just a nice progression. Although yeah, um, it, it, if I was out at sea one day and I just saw like uh, an island with a, a face of <laughs> a mountain with my face on it, I'd be a little freaked out. But again, I'm not going to question Donkey Kong lore right now. <laughs> um, as far as like my favorite level types, I mean, there's so many. Um, I might like the water levels the most too, just because of the music as well. Um, and it almost seems, I don't know, it's just so different from everything else, but I would also say the minecart levels, they're just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. No, I, I really like those minecart levels too. Um, yeah, like you were saying, the, that the first one is so much harder than the second. That second one's a breeze. Yeah. I, I like, I like that level as well. I actually did. I wrote down mine as well. Uh, my, I think my favorite level in the game, uh, is, I don't know what it's called. But I think it's the one you were just talking about with the factory music. It's the, I think it's the first factory level you play yeah. where there's like the the drums are on fire okay, and you gotta yeah. wait for them and and you platform it, dude. That level is so good. The music is so good. It, yeah, and then um, the the next factory level is the one with the lights flashing on and off, and that yeah. one is extremely stressful. <laughs> dude, no, I love that one. No, it, it's my, great. I love it. Um, <laughs> my favorite levels in the game are some of the harder ones. Uh, you know, the the lights level, the stop and go level, the oil level, like so many, so many weird, like creative levels uh, that they they tried to do so much like weird stuff in this, like unlike anything I've ever seen. So the the, the levels that really stand out are those like where there's some weird gimmick involved. You know, or like the ropes, like the like the ice level where the ropes auto climb and the blue ones go up and oh, the red yeah. ones go down. That one's um is really frustrating, but it's such a cool idea. Well, what's strange about that too is that's the only like ice cave level in the entire game. Out of forty levels, it's just one of them, and it has its own unique background, its own unique music, and its own unique uh like game mechanic with like the ropes that go up and down. And uh, I don't know, like, they didn't have to do something like that, right? They could have just made, like, a reskin of the cave levels and made it blue. But they, right. they um, and even, like, the um, the creme factory levels, there's only two of those, but they made sure to make the second one just so much different and more difficult to make it feel like you're not just playing the same level. Um, right. I just feel like there's too many games of this era that were platformers that sometimes you're just like oh it's it's this level again so yeah and 40 levels doesn't seem like a lot but when you play this game like start to finish you're like dude i'm there's a there's a lot in here yeah yeah it's definitely got a lot of content but it's weird at the same time i just got done doing a playthrough of this like you know, maybe an hour before we started recording this. And it, it doesn't feel like there's 40 levels to me. Like it goes, if you just sit down and want to do this in one sitting, you know, assuming you've already played through it mm-hmm. and beaten it before. It, if, to me, it doesn't feel like 40 levels because probably the first 10 are pretty easy. And then you start getting tripped up here and there. But I don't know. It goes by really quick for me. Yeah. If you're doing a full playthrough. Which which is good too, because you don't want to feel like you're stuck in the same spot for too long. Um, because that's where you're gonna get your Donkey Kong fatigue, like I've seen you do mm-hmm. on that snow level. 
Oh god, dude, it's so bad. It's so bad that level that uh, that level actually does not bother me anymore. Just because oh, I yeah, played oh, it yeah. so much, um, you know, I might I might might mess up on a barrel or something and get a little frustrated, but nothing like that first time. Holy hell, that was <laughs> and uh, so bad. I think uh, you know Nintendo they always they always borrow stuff from other games as well too. I mean, like so Shigeru Miyamoto, you know, he made. Mario, he made Donkey Kong. So when he's like in the boardroom for these games, he's always like, well, this game did this so we can do it. You know, uh, Super Mario World had Yoshi. And so in these games, they have like some little animal friends as well, too. That It, it like mixes up the platforming a little bit. But um, other than the swordfish, I felt like everything else I had for like five seconds and it wasn't like integral to like completing the level. Yeah, no, no, no. It, well, it's nice because none of those animals other than the swordfish in, in the... Uh, well, I guess even in those levels, it's not necessary to finish the level. They made it optional, and yeah. I, I really like that. Because, man, those animals are jank. Yeah, like, I it's mean... A gr- it's a good idea, but, oh, God, dude, it it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. The, the swordfish uh, is the closest to working because, like... I mean, so when you're on one of these animals and you get hit, it runs, and there is right. no catching it. Where with the swordfish, if you're in a certain spot, like it'll kind of bounce off the walls and it makes the swimming controls like a lot smoother and you kind of have like more offensive options too. But it just felt like, like especially the ostrich, like I, I have probably used that ostrich maybe for like 30 seconds in my entire life. Like it just, <laughs> it just felt like it was too fast, which goes back to our original problem of like not seeing what's in front of you. Right. Um, and like the rhino's really cool, and they just kind of show it off in the first level. And like it's useful for the first level since it's kind of just a straight line. But then after that, I just didn't really see any like I don't know. I didn't see them too often, and sometimes they can be a little hidden. Um, there are these like golden collectibles of the animals. Uh, if you grab three of them, you do a little bonus stage, and I think that's cool. It gives you a better mm-hmm. chance to just like have fun and use them. But their their practical application in the levels is not that great. But again, I just think they were kind of piggybacking off of like Yoshi, like yeah. rideable, cute animal friend. What could go wrong? Yeah, I'd never really thought about it like that, that they were mirroring Yoshi. But there, I think there's like three or four. There's three or four in Donkey Kong Country that you can use, but you're you're definitely right. Like, I I believe those animals should have stayed in those bonus levels. I, I really don't see any reason for them to be actually be in the platforming yeah. level. Cause every time I get on one, I fucking die Yeah, every time, especially the ostrich, the swordfish, not so much. And I can find the rhino helpful, uh, if you know the level, but if you don't know the level, uh, yeah. it's useless. You're going to die. But every single time I touch that ostrich. Dead. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> like it. I'm, yeah. And um, what's nice is they actually, they definitely fix that problem in the second game um, because they actually have levels that are designed where you you get into a barrel and you just turn into the animal. So then the whole okay. level is actually just focused around that as opposed to just like, oh, here it is, had it for 10 seconds. Oops, you got hit. It's gone. Okay. It's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, a, it's a really cool idea. And it, you're definitely right. It, it's a lot like the Yoshi gimmick, or you know, like one of my favorite games of all time, Little Nemo. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> but uh, but it, it just they don't execute it well. I like the idea. It's just poor execution. Yeah, and um, I mean, I'm just thankful that this game did really well because they obviously, I mean, they 
it was kind of the wild west of video games during this time. Like new technology was coming out. Um, the PlayStation four was actually out when this game or the PlayStation four, the PlayStation one <laughs> was actually out when this game was out. No kidding. Uh, yeah. That's the PlayStation crazy. was like, yeah, 1994. Um, what? Yeah. I, 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 I actually looked it up today and I was like, there's no way. But yeah, the PS one came out in 94. Yep. What the fuck? And upside down now. I was thinking that was like a 98 console. Yeah, I know. Right. And then, uh, yeah, PS2 is 2000. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. But um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff in this game that just doesn't hit right. Like there's some like some of the hitboxes are a little wonky. Um, There's a few there's so there's two enemies that are just like these big brutes and they can really only be handled with donkey and if you only have Diddy, there's just some parts where like the platforming is like near impossible. Yeah. But every game is going to have its flaws. But, you know, as, as we get into the sequels of these games, um, two Donkey Kong Country 2 is my favorite game of all time. Uh, oh, shit. It, it does. <laughs> it does every aspect of this game better. And it, legitimately gets rid of all the issues like even the okay. even the camera like it, it feels like it's wider um gotcha i uh again i don't want to gush about it too much right now but like dixie kong is one of my favorite characters from nintendo remember when the smash 4 ballot came out uh yeah, years and years ago? <laughs> yeah I, I was the loser who put dixie kong uh, oh, you and probably a lot. I still hear people talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and then we got Bayonetta, and she killed the game. So, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this is this is just a fantastic game. Um, all the all the worlds end with the bosses, and the bosses. I mean, it's nothing too difficult. Like you jump on a yeah, beaver's head. They're fairly simple. Um, and the the, the dumb drum boss. Uh, I think that's awful. I don't know. I, th- I don't know if they just ran out of ideas because they reuse, um, you know, the beaver boss and the vulture, they reuse that. And then in yeah. the third world, they have like a bee, like a giant bee. I don't know why they didn't just go ahead and made like a harder version of that. Yeah, I don't know. That would probably be fairly difficult if they did do that. Uh, spoiler alert, that is a boss in the second game. Um, oh, gotcha. And... Uh, but yeah, the dumb drum boss is just like a like a enemy rush. Like I, it's not even a boss rush. It's just like step on two crocodiles and avoid the barrel slamming down on you. Like it's pretty boring. I mean, it's different. Like it's a very unique sprite in the game. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I don't know what's up with that. It it definitely caught me off guard. It's just a big drum, and it's literally called the dumb drum. Right. It's just a survival challenge. Like you just survive a couple waves of you know pairs of enemies. And then, then it blows up. That's it. <laughs> but um, the K rule fight. I think the K rule fight is so. I, I I just think it's cool. I don't necessarily think it's good because it's a lot of this like oh, just like a lot of waiting. You right. know, like in a lot of games, you can speed up boss fights, but this is legitimately a cutscene. Right. Um. But it's cool because, like, like you said earlier, like the music starts off as like this, like cute little like pirate shanty uh and then it gets like dark and then kind of has like more of a a heavier feel to it um but you know you're fighting on his ship um the whole time in the overworld like you see the ship in the background um as you're moving from world to world oh oh, yeah in the overworld yeah yeah yeah, and then once you're on the ship you see the island in the background 
Uh, and I just think that's one of the the cooler things um, visually in the game too. Like even the boat, like it's kind of like swaying up and down, like it's rocking at sea. Up until you said that, I really didn't even realize that, that when you're on the ship, you can see where you've been playing the whole time in the background, right? Yeah. yeah. That thing. Oh, okay. I got you now. I'm following. And uh, <laughs> it, again, it's that thing like you're on the island and you see the ship in the background and then you're on the ship and you see the island in the background. Like it just kind of makes the whole like adventure like come together. And um, oh, for sure, I, you know, I can't remember everything from me being a child, but the first few games I've ever completed, like as like I've seen a final boss and been to the credits were either K. Rule from this game, K. Rule from the second game, or um, the final boss of Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Um, those were like the three games I remember beating first. Um, and the K. Rule fight, it's so weird because it does like this strange fake out uh, where like these fake credits will play. And yeah. uh, it, it's funny because, like, you look at it and, like, you know, everything's spelled with a K and it's all, like, his goons and, mm. and everything. And then it says, like, the end question mark. But um, there's a lot of, like, reaction videos of people, like, legitimately thinking that's it. And then uh, they immediately die when K. Rule jumps back <laughs> up. Um, but that, Yeah, like, it's like a fake out. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that, like, adds personality to the character as well, too. Yeah. Um, um I find it hilarious that that they they went that route. Yeah, the amount of people that came in my stream and were like, <laughs> "You did it, good job!" Like, no. Yeah, they would like tell the story. They're like, "Yeah, don't let it make you cry like I fucking did." Yeah, <laughs> like it's like, no, I know, I know, I know, he, I know he comes back. I've always known. I I had watched it at some point, or I knew he came alive somehow. So yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's just you know, it just adds a lot of like personality, and even like when you're playing as like the Kongs, like if you, their idol animations um, are very expressive too. You know, Donkey Kong will like beat his chest and do his thing, or Diddy Kong will like take off his hat and scratch his head. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Or even like the death animations. Where, like, you know, I've seen, like, Diddy Kong, like, throw his hat on the floor and stomp on it in rage. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like, when you fail a level. Yeah, yeah. or Donkey Without Kong dying. would just put his uh, face over his hands and just be like, oh, shit, like, uh, yep. it's just cool because, and again, like, I'm not trying to shit on Super Mario World, but, like, you know, it's another Nintendo platformer, but when he died, you know, his face went red and he just went up and down, but just, like, being able to see emotion like this, uh, it's just really, it, I don't know, it just makes the graphical look of the game just look nicer. Oh, definitely. And I, I still think this game holds up. Like, it's not it's not ugly by any means. People, you know, some people think it aged, aged like shit, but I think it aged I, really, really I well. I love the look of Especially for an it. early 3D. Yeah, and like I said, like, it, it is crusty. Like, if you're, like, looking yeah. up at the pixels, it is crusty, but it, like, looks really good in motion. And, um, I mean, this wasn't really done you know, back in its day. Um, there's another rare game for the Super Nintendo. It's a fighting game called Killer Instinct. Um, uh -huh. th they use the same, like, 3D rendering practices. Um, although okay. Killer Instinct kind of looks like shit because there's not nearly as much, like, motion and stuff going on. Um, okay. But Rare, Rare really knew what they were doing. Um, it's just a shame that they were bought out by Microsoft in, like, 2001. Um, because the quality of their games just 
went down the toilet and uh really the donkey kong games that come out um in that time were pretty like not great either like i mean they made a pretty like okay rhythm game with bongos um and a few and a few yeah and a few obscure uh game boy games but once um really the donkey kong country series i think is really what defines these characters and and it's so weird because like this this is like technically the Mario universe too, um, and that is really weird to think about. <laughs> um, because like you know, there's really there's not a whole lot of reference. I mean, they have like Mario Easter eggs in a few of the later Donkey Kong Country games, but it just kind of feels like it's its own thing. And um, they just did a really good job. And um, yeah, they continued to make. Um, I think the Donkey Kong Country games are all really good. Um, 64 is pretty bad, but the, the mainline three games and then the revival they did on the Wii and Wii U, um, they just hold up and I'm just kind of waiting for what are they going to do next? You know, it's been a long time since a new original Donkey Kong game has come out. Mm -hmm. Part of me is a little worried that they like tried to go the Kirby route and try to do 3d, um, I think they will. Yeah, I think they will too. And I hope it transitions well. I mean, for Kirby uh, in the Forgotten Land, that game transitioned into 3D beautifully. Incredibly well. Um, but then something like, you know, Mega Man Legends or Mega Man uh-huh. X uh, 7 or 8, uh, like those 3D games did not transition well and can honestly like ruin a franchise. Yeah. Yeah, I think it could work. It just I, I guess it just depends, but I would I would much prefer like a classic Donkey Kong Country. Oh yeah, game just give now, me 2D. now that I've played it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I've looked up a little bit of Tropical Freeze. It, I mean, it, I get it. It looks good, but I I want something different than that. Yeah, uh it's frustrating because Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze uh don't have K Rule or the Kremlings at all. Oh, that's dumb. Uh, that is dumb. Unfortunately, <laughs> after, after Donkey Kong Country 64, the next time you'd see K. Rule uh, was in a Mario baseball game for the Wii. <laughs> what? And then, and then he was in a few of the... Um, there's these weird DS games called King of Swing um, that's almost mm-hmm. kind of like a puzzle game. He was in those too, but uh, that's why when the Smash trailer came out for K. Rule, it was such a big deal at the time. Because, you know, Nintendo really hadn't used him. So I hope they kind of go back to that formula. Like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And they've already had experience, you know, dwelling with 3D Donkey Kong. And yeah, it it just, for me, it just didn't go well. But um, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I am. I think that's a prediction of mine for this year. I think Donkey Kong is getting a new game this year. I I was talking to somebody about that the other day, but. I, I think they will, because yeah, I think it's time. I, yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, they did Kirby last year, and I feel like Nintendo likes to like kind of space out their main title games. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. That's what I'm saying. There's no new Mario this year. That's not happening. No, no. It might get announced, Zelda. but it's not coming out. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see early next year a Donkey Kong game. Yeah, uh, and Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid Prime 4 is never going to come out. <laughs> but, um... So I, I'm really glad you played this. I mean, it, it is frustrating, um, but it's definitely a, a super good platformer from start to finish. You know, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It, it's not too easy. Uh, it actually, like, requires you to think and, like, you know, progressively just improve your skills throughout the game. 
it's it's just really nice and, and it's good to talk to somebody again because like there's very few games like i can gush about this uh, i honestly think it's right. just earthbound and the donkey kong country series <laughs> uh so but yeah it was a lot of fun um when i replayed this so uh for the podcast i just played through it once uh and my time was like an hour and 20 minutes so I was able to, Damn. yeah, I was able to just kind of sit down. I mean, I, I got stuck on the snow level for like maybe 10 of those minutes. But other than that, just a nice little romp through, uh, yeah. through the Donkey Kong Island. That's awesome. Yeah, I think at this point, like if I'm playing it well, I think I can do it in about two hours. Today, basically the way this went was I spent five days doing it. I think I already touched on that a little bit, but I spent five days doing it, a couple hours each day, just learning the game, finally beat it. And then one day, a couple days ago, I sat down and I was just like, doesn't matter how long it takes. I'm going to sit here and stream it till I beat it. And that took like five hours, five and a half. And then today I just I beat it in just over three hours. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely it's definitely a, a game I can just sit down and beat. It just takes a couple hours. Yeah, um, but it's still it's still super fun. Oh, and uh, it does. Oh, this game does one of my favorite things that Nintendo does is when the credits do roll, they do like a little roll call of all the enemies. That's, the uh, that's so cool because like, you, how else are you going to know that information? Like in Mega Man, how am I going to know that the little like hard hat guys are called like Metatons or whatever? You know, like yeah, um, you got to wait thirty five years and buy the Legacy Collection and then look at the digital manual. <laughs> and as far as like not not really a post game, but once you beat K. Rule, you just are like talking to Cranky Kong. And really, he's just like talking shit. He's like, "Well, see, uh, I would have done it on one life and in under an hour." And uh, yeah. I found yeah. out if you actually do it in one life in under an hour, uh, you don't get shit. Literally, the dialogue <laughs> that he says is just not there. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it, it's a little he, like he'll say, oh, you found all the stuff. Like if you 100 percent it. But if you do the other thing, the dialogue's just gone. Um which is a shame um, now. And again, that's an improvement on the sequels because the sequels do have um, 100% completion bonuses. Um, right. So this game, it's funny. Uh, you can get 101% completion in the sequel. You can get 102. And then in the third game, it's 103. So oh, that's yeah, cool. tiny little things like that. Um, the first one's definitely the weakest of the three, but it's not a bad game um, at all. It's definitely like if you've never played this uh, before and you have the ability to emulate it, get a physical copy or play it on the Switch, um, it's definitely worth it. It, it's, it turns into one of the best platformers ever um, with the sequel. Um, I just like I might get off this podcast and then immediately start playing the second one. Uh, just for fun, Dude, I want I want to do it so bad, but I'm trying to make myself wait. Do you do you want to go in? I blind? really want to play it because you you could play it for fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just saying, I you know typically I would wait because I of course I want to have you back on for Donkey Kong Country too. We don't want it. We don't happens. want to be Donkey Kong month. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Let's get this done. I'll go beat it, and then tomorrow we'll record on uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. I, I will give you some warning. <laughs> two, it, two is significantly more difficult than this one. Oh, God. Like, I, 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 a large margin. Oh, no. Okay, uh, well, so I'm excited to see oh. you uh, struggle <laughs> and lose your sanity yeah. over it. 
I'll just have to learn. I'll just have to learn. But I really want to play it. Like, I don't know. As soon as I got done playing Donkey Kong Country, I was like, I just want, I want more of this. And luckily, there are two more of these that are basically the exact same. Yeah. And they're for the same system. They just, you know, different concepts and stuff. But yeah, and you but, have. Uh, a... But I can't wait. I can't wait to do it. Yeah, it's a uh, you have easy access through Switch Online just to uh play it whenever you want and uh you know i'm just working and going to school so i have plenty of time to uh play more monkey games and talk to you about them absolutely that's awesome yeah i man i really appreciate you coming on here this was super fun we're not quite done yet um but there there are two there are two things if you got time oh yeah definitely there's there's two things i i just had written down that i didn't want to skim over i'm sure there's something i'm gonna remember later on that i'm like oh shit i should have talked about that but i wrote these two things down because i wanted to make sure that we talked about them uh first up the barrel cheat code uh you didn't know about it did you no no when (laughs) you had typed (laughs) something in our group chat and i was like what the hell is this guy talking about like uh, yeah, it's a cheat code at the main menu. If you, because uh, uh, okay, so the first time, the first day I played it, I got so fucking pissed off about <laughs> in the uh, ice level yeah. or the snow level where I was trying to do that shit on like six lives or something, and I kept dying, and I'd get past, it, and then I'd die, and I eventually was like just typed in on Google how to get more lives in Donkey Kong Country, and I found a few different ways, uh, but the one that I used was the barrel cheat code, and basically what you do gives you 50 lives and uh, at the main menu you basically highlight your save file it's a little scary you highlight it and you go to erase file and when that starts blinking you with your button combinations type in b-a-r-r-e-l spells barrel and then you click on your your save file and it'll make a little noise and when you load up you have 50 extra lives but what i didn't know is when you type in you know barrel i was going like B A and then I was on the D pad going right right A left on the uh, D pad and it deleted my file multiple times and I was just like what am I doing wrong you know I'm I'm on Switch online so like I can just rewind it real quick and it's not a big deal but if you did that on like a real <laughs> if you did that on a real Super Nintendo I'd be pissed oh yeah um but what I was doing wrong was I really didn't know or I guess I forgot that on a uh, Super Nintendo controller, it actually has triggers. Yeah, two and shoulder that's, buttons. That's what they wanted. That's what they wanted you to use for the right and the left. That's funny. I was, yeah, I was doing it with the D pad. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's how I've been playing it. Just you know, every time I every time I've sat down to play it, I just delete my save file, start a new save file, hit the barrel cheat code real quick, start the game with fifty lives, and just coast. That's that's crazy <laughs> too. Because uh, if you would have told me as a child uh one i probably wouldn't have believed you like that that almost sounds like one of those playground rumors like oh, oh if yeah. you type in barrel at the cheat you know but it, <laughs> it does it and yeah like it, it's so funny because i feel like you every time i play this game like i find something new about it mm-hmm. and i was like i played this game a million times i know this game backwards and forwards and then you're you say there's like a 50 life cheat code and i'm like what Right, uh, which is nice, you know. I mean, a, a a lot of games that are like notoriously difficult, like will be like, hey, you know, put in the Konami code, get get your lives ready. So and it's really cool that they do that. Uh, I'm actually gonna have to check that out for like the second, third game. Now that you say that, shit, it might work. I don't know. Um, it definitely caught me off guard because I was like, whoa, well, because in it, and at first I couldn't get it to work. Like I said, I was like, why isn't it working? It's just deleting my save file. And then when it finally worked, when I had the thought of using the triggers, I was like, oh my god, it worked. 
So I was so stoked, but that definitely helped me a lot. And there's like easy ways to go and grind up some lives. Like in the first, oh, yeah. in the first level, you can definitely go get like, you know, you can get like 30 lives in the matter of like five minutes if you're like good at platforming and traversing that first level. But, um, you know, I was doing that a little bit. But for these last two playthroughs, I just type in the barrel glitch and I'm good to go. Don't have to do it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, apparently there's other cheat codes. I'm not going to get into that. You should probably just look them up. Yeah, I'm, I'm there's, kinda, there's other ones on the main menu. I'm kind of looking at some of these. Same. All right. <laughs> so. Yeah, and the other the other thing I didn't want to skip over, very important. Uh, it's not that important. Andy Kong, the Golden oh. Beaver. No, oh yeah, the Golden Beaver. We got to talk about. Oh, it. dude, we got to. So okay, so <laughs> I'm watching you stream. You know, I'm I'm at work. Like I'm 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 supposed to be paying attention, but you know, I'm like you know, I got I got some downtime, and it's so funny because you're grinding for lives, and you're just playing the game, and like out of the corner edge of the screen, like you were throwing a barrel, and like there's, there's a beaver enemy. It's a very common enemy. It's like the Goomba of the game, but it was like yellow, bright, golden. It looked strange, and. <laughs> Right as my brain is like, was that motherfucker golden? Right out of your mouth, you're just like, was that motherfucker golden? <laughs> um, and we saved the clip, so that's it's it's nice yeah. to have. Um, that was I've never seen it. So at first, I'm like, is there like a like a one in ten thousand chance uh, mm -hmm. that this showed up? But um, so I like I'm Googling like Golden Beaver, Donkey Kong. I'm like YouTubing it and I can't find a single thing about it. Right. So, I mean, like we cannot explain to you all listening what had happened. Um, <laughs> if you go back and look at the clip, you know, th there's a lot of weird glitches in this game that revolve. You know, you're holding something. And like you throw a barrel at a specific time or you're holding a barrel and you purposely get hit. Um, and then like, so you'll, you'll drop the barrel, but you're still holding, like doing the animation, like you're holding it, but it's not there. So there's a lot of these strange glitches you can do in the game. And I just think you did like the Holy grail of just sequence of events that caused like a graphical glitch um, yeah, I have, no, I have no idea. No idea. I've watched it again and again. I've frame by framed it. And what's also really interesting is uh, when I went back and watched it frame by frame and zoomed in, there were two. Yes. It wasn't just one. There were two. Yeah. So, so it's like it, at the edge of the screen. Chain. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I killed both of yeah. them. But the first one, the first one I immediately uh, jumped on. And the next one was like kind of like where I realized what I was seeing. seeing when yeah. I jumped on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I went back and looked at it, I was like, man, this is crazy. But yeah, like you're saying, I can't find anything about this anywhere on the internet. The, the so. only thing I can think of is like, there's a weird section in the clip where like Diddy Kong gets hit and he's running. And as he's mm -hmm. running, you grabbed the golden ostrich item and you're like a few frames later, then you throw a barrel and so, like, right. barrels, like, Diddy Kong is still, like, trying to run off screen, and, and then the barrel's there. I don't know. Super Nintendo games are, like, super jank with stuff like that, where, like, sometimes, like, the, the color palette for stuff gets swapped up. Um, I just thought it was crazy because I can't find anything on it. Yeah, exactly. And when I started looking, I couldn't either, but we got the clip saved. I got it downloaded, so it's never going to go away. It's up on Twitch, but... 
uh, I have no idea. I've I've gone back and I've tried to recreate it, and it it doesn't work. I don't know what it is. It might be. I don't even know if it's a frame perfect thing. Yeah, it's just like the stars aligned for it to happen. But it's definitely there, there, there um, is another enemy in the game that kind of looks like with, looks like that with the same color palette. Yeah, so it might have just like confused it. But it's weird too because I just grabbed the golden ostrich thing. So I don't know really what it has to do with. But I sat there for a hot while and tried to yeah tried to do the same thing, and I, it was not working. I'm just uh, I'm just glad that we have the clip because. Uh... <laughs> Again, this feels like if I was in like first grade and that happened to me, I'd go to school like, hey, guys, I found the golden beaver in Donkey Kong. Like nobody would have believed me. No, you didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I can unlock Tails and Sonic in Melee. Like it's one of those weird like things. I don't know. It was just it was <laughs> so cool. And uh, it's always nice for something like that to happen when you're playing a game, too, because uh, you want to see like you want to see the game break as well, too. Uh, there's yeah. a few uh, cool resources online. Um, there's a there's a YouTube channel called Son of a Glitch, uh, where they do glitch videos uh, on video games. And Donkey Kong Country has one. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. I need to look them up. Oh Maybe yeah, they no. can help me figure out what happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I haven't I haven't watched uh, the Son of a Glitch one, but um, I mean those videos are like 30 minutes long too. So he he really gets oh, into yeah. the nitty gritty of it. Um, but yeah, thank you. I completely forgot about the golden beaver, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I knew I had to write it down or I probably would have skipped over it. <laughs> um, but it's it's funny too because like it was such a cool thing that happened uh when it happened, and then it was probably like a week later. I messaged you and I was like, Hey, do you know what day that was in that four hour stream vibe? And I'm like, Oh, you mean like exactly at two hours, nine minutes and forty-three seconds? Yeah, here's the clip. <laughs> yeah you sent it over immediately yeah like, thank god i didn't want to i didn't want to sit there and watch that to find it because i was about to i wanted to get it but it's so funny that i thought it was so cool and then like a week later i was like hey let's try to get that clip you know before twitch deletes it after 30 days yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no great great i mean I, honestly even with all of its flaws this game's like a 10 out of 10 to me uh yeah, it's very good it, it's it, it it's frustrating but i mean if you can get pa- past all the difficulty played a few times you can run through it. it it's just a nice experience absolutely man i uh i very much so enjoyed my time with it i'm very glad we got to do it yeah and then you know in about six months or so we'll start on the second <laughs> one and and dude that's like a, that's gonna be like a lord of the rings movie I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to shorten talking about that game because that, that's a masterpiece. Again, that's what I hear. Uh, that's what I hear. Uh, Everybody says it's better, but I always have to see the first game first. So yeah, that's why we're here doing this. It's going to be strange going to the third game, but I think since you really don't know much about all of them, you'll still be able to appreciate it a lot. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm stoked. Yeah. So six months will be, what, is, what will that be? I'm bad. April? no march april may something like that i'll see you in may we'll do it again in may <laughs> that's actually perfect because i think i have a break from school there we go so well oh, it's always it's always a pleasure being on here absolutely um, for yeah, those to get you back on yeah for those listening uh make sure you subscribe game time podcast oh i appreciate it yeah. nobody listens to these though <laughs> well that's okay because there's gonna be there's gonna be that one day where it just gets mass shared and you have ten thousand views on these right yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> hey, well, before we start, uh, before we start wrapping up, you, uh, 
you think we're missing anything? For one, are we missing anything? Any last minute, uh, last minute DKC facts we need to throw in there? Uh, potassium is really good for your body, so you, you should More probably bananas. eat a banana every morning. A couple bananas every now and again. And uh, crocodiles are bad. Stay away from them. They are bad. I, Stay bad I think yes. those are the only two things we didn't cover. Crocodiles will steal your bananas. <laughs> gonna do it for episode 16 donkey kong country man what a good game so stoked to get that off the list like i said through the episode this is a game i've really wanted to be able to beat for a long time at least for for a while since i've been trying because it it whooped me handful of times but we finally did it uh dylan if you're listening thank you so much can't wait to get you back on and uh thanks for pushing me to finish it because i really wanted to give up I don't know what else to say. I never know what to say in these outros. The amount of work I put into the intro compared to the outro is insane. The intros can take me sometimes an hour, two hours. The outro, I literally just hit record, don't edit it, and I, I just I just throw it in there and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. But I'm going to get out of here. Little Nemo's coming up next. One year anniversary after that. Little Nemo will be before that. Yeah, twitch.tv slash podcast if you want to keep up with me while I play these games. Till next time. Okay, bye. Thank <laughs> you.